Hey everyone, it is Jeff from MCS Mag. Welcome to podcast episode number 182. Okay, if I can make a prediction for the personal defense industry, it would be that we are going to see a lot more options for armed citizens to be able to use an off-body concealment bag for their handgun. In fact, we recently counted seven articles from various newsstand firearms magazines on this topic. So, I called up a good friend of mine and combat-focused firearms instructor Omari Broussard to get his take on the best ways to employ an off-body carry option for your handgun. And he had some great tips that I can't wait to share with you. Now, if you'd like more tactical firearms tips, as well as strategies for survival and self-defense, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to leave us a review. Like Shotzi X, who gave us five stars and said, I absolutely love the podcast. I've introduced my uncle, a former SEER instructor, to the podcast, and he instantly ordered, I listened to all of them. All the advice is amazing. Thank you for that glowing comment, Shotzi X. Now, you can subscribe to our podcast on our website and grab a free copy of today's show notes, including a handy-dandy cheat sheet covering all the main topics. Just head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 182. And now, let's get started. Bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging. Would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Not too many years ago, a popular television show introduced the world to the Jack Sack. The show was 24. And action hero Jack Bauer managed to make the man purse or tactical merce look really cool. Now, what was great about the tactical shoulder bag that Jack Bauer carried, which quickly made messenger bags all the rage in popular culture, was that he always seemed to have whatever he needed in it, from what seemed like 10,000 rounds of 9mm ammo to whatever he could use to torture a confession out of a terrorist. Now, most of us aren't out there defeating sleeper cells of terrorists in our spare time, but that doesn't mean you can't take a tip from Jack Bauer anyway and take a different perspective on what and how you carry your personal tactical gear off your body. In fact, one of the things you could choose to carry off body would be your firearm, especially if you can't easily conceal it or you don't dare get caught with a firearm printing on your person. Off-body carry might just be the solution, but that solution brings with it several new problems you'll have to solve. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor from Modern Combat Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And with us today to talk about this topic is my friend Omari Broussard. Omari, welcome back to the program. Oh, thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to today's discussion. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, seems like I just saw you. Hmm. <laughs> Listen, everybody, <laughs> Omari is the founder of 10X Defense, and I'm happy to say he lives right around the corner from me now here in Texas. Well, Texas corner, that is. Everything out here is like, you know, 50, an hour away. So uh, he's he's still right around the corner from me, but it's it's good to get, get together and, and have uh, dinner and, and stuff like that now. But besides from being my buddy, he's also a lead combat focus shooting instructor 
and adjunct instructor for ICE Training Company. He carries certifications from ICE Training Company, CrossFit, National Rifle Association, and the U.S. Navy. Omari retired from the Navy after 21 years of active duty service as a chief petty officer and was a founding member of the Navy's Helleborn Visit, Board, Search, and Seizure Team 1. He was has extensive training in or extensive experience in training military, law enforcement, security professionals, and private citizens in unarmed personal defense, defensive shooting, and instructor development. He continues to work with armed professionals, private citizens, and firearms instructors around the country as an instructor, consultant, and mentor. Now, to learn more about Omari and his training, make sure that you go to his website at www.10xdefense.com. Now, Omari, when we're talking about off-body carry for for a firearm, that's that's specifically what we're talking about here. I mean, we've come a long way since mm-hmm. since the fanny pack, right? <laughs> I mean, like like the it fanny is. pack was cool, and then you saw everybody that looked like a police officer. Everybody had a fanny pack, and you knew pretty much what was inside of that fanny pack. And and we kind of moved away from all that for a long period of time, and now we're back in where a lot of people, just in general, carriers, non-carriers, or whatever, are now. Um, wearing some sort of off-body carry, whether it is a, a laptop bag or a lot of guys now, myself included, have some sort of either a sling pack, messenger bag, or things like that, where we can carry our stuff and still look masculine and cool. So, but the problem mm-hmm. I think when when you look talking about concealed carry um, handgun owners is that a lot of them don't really think the off-body carry might might be an option to them, or it might not be the maybe it's not the best option, but that it's not an option or it's, you know, that you wouldn't be able to get to it or it's too much like a purse or whatever it is. There's a lot of misconceptions out there about off body carry. So I know in, in, when you're talking, when you're training these guys, like in your, in your, your training sessions and out on the range and stuff like that, when the topic of off body carry comes up, what do you, what do you see as like the biggest, I guess, misconception? I always use the word misconceptions, but like people have these false perceptions of, of, no, that's not an option because of whatever. So what what is off-body carry um, a good alternative? And what are the biggest misconceptions that you see out there that people need to get over in order to use it for an effective concealed carry option? Right. So um, first of all, great question. This isn't a topic that's discussed a lot, right? Um, now that I'm retired from the military, it's only been a couple of years as of 2018. I think I'm coming up on my third year. Um, my mindset has shifted, right? So during my military career, I wouldn't ever thought about off-body carry, although I was doing it, right? If you're carrying gear while you're traveling, yada, yada, yada. Now I'm a civilian, right? All intents and purposes. And I'm looking at all facets of concealed carry. And I do find myself having a firearm in an off-body carry fashion, which means in a sling bag, a backpack. Some people may have one in a briefcase because we have, you know, teachers carrying guns now. There's a whole lot more. Uh, I think it's more common for off-body carry now than more so than it used to. Also, because uh, a lot of people live a mobile lifestyle, right? So, um there's a higher propensity now for off-body carry. I would say, you know, kind of some of the misconceptions, right, to deal with the misconception is uh, understanding that it, it is an option um, and that 
you may find yourself, whether it's the way you're dressing, uh, for ladies especially, right? They'd rather carry a gun on their, in their purse versus their body. Um, for men, uh, like a lot of times I find myself having, um, having a handgun in my backpack as a backup, right? Cause I do carry, you know, um, I, my first option will always be to have the gun closest to me, which is on my body. Right. But as I'm traveling, as I'm going to different training events, I may have a, a firearm in the bag as a backup or, you know, uh, it, it, it is a thing. Right. It is a thing. However, um, with it being an option and being a viable option, um, it does require adding new training to your kind of repertoire there. Right. Yeah, it's probably a huge misconception that, OK, I know how to handle a gun and I have one in my bag. I'm good to go. <laughs> You're right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like one of the misconceptions might be mm-hmm. like, that's, that's all they need. So, so it's not right. Like there's other considerations that you have for that. So let's right. go ahead and go into that now. So Amari, when, when I'm looking at, at, at getting a bag or, or of some kind, uh, I'm going to choose mm-hmm. a bag for off body carry, whether it's a backup or primary weapon because of the way I'm dressed, maybe, you know, uh, it's easier to carry off body and then it is, um, you know, if I'm wearing shorts or something like that, or, you know, my 1980s mm-hmm. spandex, um, you know, parachute pants <laughs> or whatever, you know, Hey, don't judge. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, right. so, so what do I want to, what do I want to do when, um, uh, when I'm thinking about getting one and I'm thinking about the dynamics of, of off body carry, what are some of the major considerations I need to keep in mind when I'm, when I'm choosing the right, the right bag or, or, what dynamics do I need to think about? Okay, so um, as in my courses, I'm going to take a principle-based approach to this. Um, actually, to most of the questions you're going to ask, I'm going to take a, princ- a principle-based approach, which means if you follow certain principles, right, then they will apply across multiple platforms, right? So when choosing a bag, right, we have to look at, we we need to treat the bag no different than we think about we need to think about our off body carry bag no different than we think about the holster that's on our body right so number one thing i look for is a dedicated pocket and by dedicated i mean a dedicated pocket for the firearm not firearm accessories not keys not lipstick for the firearm the bag is designed that has uh the bag is designed to have a pocket separate from all other storage compartments on your bag for a firearm, right? That's number one. Uh, if you can, uh, uh, I, I'm a big fan of a company called Crossbreed Holsters. Uh, they make what's called a, a pack mat. So basically it's a Kydex platform with Velcro, and then they have a holster with Velcro that you can attach to that platform. So now that pocket becomes a sturdy platform. So that's another one. You kind of want a pocket that is not loose like the other pockets, right? Um, you want to make sure that when you have the gun in the bag, that the trigger guard is completely covered, not partially completely covered, right? It's the same thing that I recommend for a holster. Um, you don't want to be uh, digging in the bag even to access your firearm and then have a you know, accidental discharge or negligent discharge while you're gripping the gun. Um, and then the last one is to be able to, that the bag has to be mobile, right? So um, I'm less inclined to recommend a backpack, right? Something that's on your back that 
uh, with two straps so it's attached to you that you can't maneuver around your body, right? So a messenger bag um, for ladies, a purse uh, for males. I know, uh, Jeff, you have a sling bag um, that I am, I'm interested to get my hands on uh, because that can be maneuvered from your back to your side or your front so the gun's accessible. And accessibility to the firearm is what's important. Right. You want to be able to get to the gun and you want to be able to get to the gun and access it safely. Also, another consideration is um, a bag that you can maintain positive control on. Right. You want to be able to hold it to your body. Right. So if it's a big, huge duffel bag. Right. That's kind of slinging down your body. It's harder to maintain positive control over it as you're accessing the firearm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes total sense. Listen, everybody, we are talking with Omari Broussard of 10xdefense.com about off-body firearm carry for personal defense. And we're not done yet. Coming up, we're going to be covering everyday carry gear for the truly prepared gun owner, firearm draw techniques for getting the gun into play as fast as humanly possible, and training tactics to make sure that you're ready to defend when you walk out the front door. All that and more coming up, but first, check out this special message. What if everything you knew about how to stop a violent attacker with your gun was wrong. Discover the advanced tactics you must know now to protect yourself and those you love with a firearm. Check out our free book, Stopping Power Secrets. Inside, you'll find such no-hold-barred shockers as 1. The three most common myths and misinformation shoveled out by movies and gun-range know-it-alls that could get you killed in a real-life gunfight. 2. The cold, hard truth about your personal weapon's ability to be a one-shot man-stopper. 3. What coroners know about selecting the right ammo for your firearm that you don't. 4. And the simple training trick used by Abrams tank crews and commercial airline pilots that will prepare you for a real attack even better than your best day at the range don't place your family's safety in the hands of hollywood fairy tales and hearsay claim your free copy of stopping power secrets now Now. at www.stoppingpowersecrets.com and now back to the show okay we're back with amari brassard of 10xdefense.com talking about off-body firearm carry tactics for the concealed handgun carrier we have a lot more to get to, so let's go ahead and jump back into our interview now. So, Omari, one of the one of the benefits I think of um, of the messenger bag or whatever type of bag that you're you're using for off body carry for your firearm is that you do have the ability to have other gear in it, as opposed to like a holster. You don't want to you're not going to have a, typically a bunch of stuff on there. But let's face it, firearm you know police officers have other things on their belt because in the job that they do, which is you know totally tactical. All of those things can come in really handy. A lot of people don't wear that kind of stuff, like really around, other than Batman, wear it around your, your belt and me. Batman and me. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, like um, you, you've already said that you want to make sure that the bag that you have has its own dedicated pocket for the gun. So you have other things flying around in there that you reach in to grab the handgun and you grab your hairbrush and try defending with a hairbrush instead or you know, a pen makes the gun go off or something like that. But having other bag, there's other things that you can put in it. And I know you and I have talked in the past before uh, also about other things that concealed carry uh, handgun owners might want to carry on them. And this gives them the ability to do that. So what are some other things that you recommend for for concealed handgun owners for like off-body carry 
for everyday carry gear that could come in handy either for personal defense or, or whatever. Cool. Great question. So I want to start with this warning, right? Um, I want you, I want people to understand you want to avoid what I like to call, and this is a cultural thing, big mama syndrome. So when I was a kid, uh, my grandmother or in, in my, in my neighborhood, big mama was the, the, the matriarch of the family. She always had a bag and it was always huge. And no matter what you needed, she was able to pull it out the bag. Right. If you needed time at all, she had it in a bag. You needed a kitchen sink. It was in the bag. So first thing I want everybody to understand is to avoid big mama syndrome. Right. Just because you have a bag with space doesn't mean you need to put everything in it. So going back to principle based. Right. I'm thinking of using a bag. I'm sorry. That was a big foul. Um <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, I like to remain pencil based. So if I'm carrying a bag, I'm going to have some personal defense gear in there. I'm going to look at my big five, right? So gun, ammo, comms, medical, and a flashlight, right? So obviously I'm at my firearm in there. Uh, it's going to be loaded, but I want extra ammo so I can fit a couple magazines in there. Right. Um, and it, we always used to say in the military in a gunfight, the two biggest things you, that goes first is ammo and comps. Uh, number two, you can have your phone. Most people carry their phone uh, on their body, but, you know, you can still have a, a, a throwaway phone, like especially when you travel. Right. So um, most networks will allow you to call 911 or emergency services, even without service. So have a throwaway phone in there if you're traveling. Um, that covers your comp medical. This is. A huge, huge thing, right? We've had some incidents recently that has brought to light that if you're, that carrying med gear is a, a, a viable thing and something you should do at a minimum, a tourniquet, uh, some gauze, uh, pressure bandage, right? Some quick clot, something to stop the, stop the bleeding. And there, there are like literally pocket trauma kits that you can carry. So those are great for, for bag flashlight. Um, you never know when you might need a flashlight. Um, flashlights are always good. So those are kind of the main uh, five, right, the main five. Now, if you want to take it a little extra without taking up so much space, here's some, you know, extras. So number one, a cutting tool, right, uh, preferably with a glass breaker. Um, and uh, maybe a – this is something that I carry. Once again, uh, I travel throughout the U.S., so uh, maybe a throwaway kind of prepaid debit card just in case, right? Uh, a $20, $20 in cash, a 10, a five, and some ones, right? Uh, those are, you can carry all the things that I just mentioned and not take up a lot of space, right? Um, oh, almost forgot one. And this is something that uh, I learned from a uh, doctor back in the day as a USB uh, drive with your basic med info. Right. Um, pretty much everything in a hospital allows for USB. So if you have a USB and maybe put a cross sticker on there, then you have your med info. Right. Um, and once again, those eight things aren't going to take up a lot of space, but if things go bad or you get in a situation, natural disaster, whatever. You have your basics that can get you to your next spot. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard of that USB drive before. I mean, I, of course, you know, being in the military, your dog tags always have things like your, obviously your name, your social security mm-hmm. number, but it always had your blood type on it. And everybody always mm-hmm. assumes, nope, bad guy goes down. I remain unscathed. Doesn't always happen. 
you might be able to get off that 911 call, but when they show up, it sure would be nice if they knew what, you know, that you're diabetic or that you have high blood pressure, that you're on these medicines and this is your blood type. That'd be awesome stuff to have, right? So, um, yeah, so good stuff. Absolutely. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so Omari, the, um, let's talk about kind of like the biggest, obstacle for off-body carry is going to be able mm -hmm. to get to the firearm as fast as possible. Obviously, that has to do with the design of the bag that you're using as well so that you you mm -hmm. have something that you can access quickly. Um, but a lot of times, even if you know if it's women, mm -hmm. they have a purse, it might go into its own dedicated pocket in the purse, but it could be covered up with a bunch of stuff as well. So, so let's talk about the best method of drawing a firearm from any sort of off-body carry. I mean, it's obviously going to depend upon the bag itself, but are there any any specific either techniques or more specific considerations you want to talk about when it comes to design or something like that when it comes to getting to the firearm and getting it into play as quickly as possible? Cool, great question. So um, first of all, you want to know your gear. Right. You want to know your and and by know your gear, I mean, taking it further other than I know where the zipper pockets are. Right. Um, you want to know and practice getting to the gun. But when uh, when we talk about accessing a firearm from from a bag. Right. We can use the same principles that we would use for a holster. Once again, very principle based. So if I had a holster. I know I would have to grip the gun, come straight up out of the holster to clear it, orient the muzzle towards the threat, extend it, and while extending, getting a two-handed grip on the gun um, to put me in a good shooting platform, touch and press the trigger, right? So I can take that, those same principles and apply them to the off-body carry presentation with a couple added things. So number one is control. Right. You have to control the bag, maintain positive control of the bag because you don't want to be reaching in the loose bag that's flopping around. Right. So that's number one. Uh, after you get control of the bag, you want to open it. So you want to be able to open that pocket. Right. Normally, a lot of bags will have a zipper to the compartment or, you know, most likely it'll be a zipper right on your Maxpedition bags. Um, a lot of purses. Right. I got that zipper. Um, then once you get the zipper open, so control, open, grip, right? You want to get a good firing grip, right? At 90% if, if possible. No different than the holster. Then you want to come straight up out of the holster, out of the bag. And what I like to tell people is treat it as if you're drawing a gun from a holster in relation to where the gun comes up, right? High up in the chest. Right. That's pretty consistent. Uh, we call it in my in my program, the high compressed ready. I want to go through that high ready position as I'm extending. Right. So once I bring it straight up and it clears the bag, I want to orient the muzzle towards the threat. If I orient the muzzle towards the threat while my hand is still close to my chest, then that prevents me from swinging the gun out. Right. So we say on presentation, we don't want to bowl the gun. You know, we don't want to go fishing. Right. We want it to come straight out in the straightest line possible. So I'm just going to orient the muzzle towards a threat. And then as I'm extending the gun, this is very important. Release the bag with the with the hand that's controlling it. So most likely you're going to be controlling the bag with your weak hand. Right. Weak arm. Um, when you're while you're extending, you want to release your weekend off the bag to get a two-handed firing grip while you're extending out. 
right? And then touch compress. So to kind of review, you want to control with your weak hand or support hand, control the bag, open the compartment, grip the firearm, come straight up out of the bag, preferably towards a high center chest with the muzzle pointed down, right? You're going to orient the muzzle towards the threat just in case it's a very close encounter, right? So we don't want to assume that we're going to pull this gun out and swing our arm out and there's nobody that's going to be close to us. So keep the gun close to you as you're coming straight up. Orient the muzzle and then extend the gun while you're extending. Release the bag to get a good two-handed grip and then touch and press. Address the problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. So so let's let's go ahead and put all of this together, uh, Omari, with with training this. One of the things that we identify, one of the biggest misconceptions that a lot of people that are using off-body carry have is that just shoving the gun into whatever means that I'm good to go. And 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 you've given really good tactics for being able to um, control it, get to it, present it. So what, are there any training tips that you have for this? Because this is something, you know, we always tell people, like, practice your draw. Do it in front of a mirror. Do whatever. Mm-hmm. We tell you, you've got to practice your draw so that it becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't, pre- people probably aren't doing, unless you're a woman and, like, the purse is your main thing that you're carrying in, most people probably aren't using off-body carry as their primary, everyday, go-to carry method for their firearms. Mm-hmm. So, so they probably don't think about the practice of it a lot. So what what tips or advice do you have for somebody to be able to make this second nature with using off-body carry for concealed, for, for concealed carry? Cool. Uh, so when I... <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm very clear with what I'm about to say. Um, I like to take, uh, especially with a new piece of gear, right, Um, or a piece of gear that I'm not going to use often, right? I have to create opportunities to compartmentalize the training of these skills and these techniques, right? So with off-body carry, one, you can get a training gun, you can get an airsoft, a stirrup pistol, you know, a rubber training gun, and just work on having the bag closed. And you can set the bag on the table just to get familiar with the zipper, right? Just to get familiar with getting that grip, right? So it's a very step-by-step approach, but it'll pay off dividends um, as you move forward, right? So in a sterile environment, you're, you're most likely static, right? Um, and then you put the bag on and put the bag on, uh, on in a way that you're most likely going to wear it, right? So if you wear it on your left shoulder, you know, you got to work through that or through accessing, just like we talked about in the presentation. Uh, if you're wearing a sling bag across your body diagonal, right? Um, you got to practice getting the bag in the position for access, right? So once you look at what's optimal, then you got to look at, okay, uh, what if something goes wrong, right? What is something that's less, uh, less desirable, less optimal? What's it, what if the bag, you know, is in an awkward position? What are the boundaries of the positions I can have the bag in that I can still access my firearm, right? Um, you can do it while you're walking around the house, right? So you have the bag, you have a training gun, you're kind of walking around the house and you're just working on getting to the gun, right? While you're in motion. Um, and then, with every technique, you, you got to pressure test it, right? 
And you can pressure test this, this, uh, what we're talking about today in two ways. One, you can pressure test it on a live fire range, right? So if you're going to a training course, make sure you talk to the instructor first, um, and, and make sure it's cool, but get your off body carry system in a safe training environment with live fire, right? A lot of different dynamics when you're training with a live gun versus a, um, training gun. But if you haven't trained it with a live gun, I believe you lose a sense of respect for what you're, what you're doing, right? People tend to play around when they have training guns, but live fire, you got to respect the gun as if it's live that I get, but you never do that unless you're in the environment where that is required, Hmm. right? So definitely, um, find a way and definitely talk to the instructor because as an instructor who travels and teaches all over the country, no one in the decade that I've been teaching has ever brought an off-body carry system to a class, hmm. right? No yeah. one's ever said, hey, Omari, how do I do this with a purse, right? Which tells me that there's this magic talisman syndrome going on, which has been going on for years. So definitely talk to the instructor and see if you can do that, right? Or go to your local range if you're in an indoor range. Make sure you talk with the staff because it's not common. So people will be like, what the hell? Um, and then lastly, um, pressure testing. So having uh, doing live uh, training with your off-body carry system on a live fire range is one form of pressure testing, right? But the ultimate form of tr- pressure testing would be training in a reality-based training scenario, right? Uh, so what I mean by that is having a training weapon, right? Uh, and training it in a environment where you actually have to deal with an active resistor. The easiest way to do this is if you're um, probably the most dynamic way you can do it is if you're part of a jiu-jitsu school, right? Take your off, take your bag with your training gun and roll with it, <laughs> right? That's the, the, the worst literally. case scenario is you're in, yeah, literally roll with it, right? Yeah. So you're in a, so you're in a, uh, environment where now you have to deal with the most amount of sensory um, overload, right? You have to think, you have a bag on you, you have to maintain control of the bag, but you have to deal with the person, right? Uh, and obviously, we want to deal with the problem, the most, uh, the, the biggest problem first, which is the other person. So we can't get sucked in to, oh, I have a gun in my bag, I should go to that first. You're going to learn real quick that that is the wrong option. Right. If you have the opportunity to do an extreme close quarters course, right? Uh, I run a uh, three day extreme close quarters course and the end of that is the scenario set up where it's live action. Like we're, we're in, in a controlled manner, but we're taking you to that point to where, okay, if you decide to go for your gun and, and wrap your life around your magic talisman, you're probably going to get punched in the face. Right. So that's what I mean by pressure testing. Uh, the two levels of pressure testing. If you do not um, create the opportunities to do these things, especially live fire testing in a controlled environment or having a training gun in a bag in a, uh, for lack of a better term, force on force scenario training, um, then you're, you're kind of rolling the dice here at the highest level, right? Whatever skill you want to bet your life on, you need to take that skill to the highest level so you can get exposure to the dynamics of the environment and what's going on. And then you can make a decision from there, right? Uh, then you can make a decision and go, hey, uh, I know that 
I, uh, I have these boundaries on this method of carry. I understand these boundaries. I know the dangers and the benefits of, of having an off body carry system. Yeah. I hope that helps. Yeah. No, that was hugely successful. That was, um, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, yeah, I mean, it really does change the dynamic. I mean, I like, I like the pressure testing both live fire because you're right. It's, you can, you can throw stuff around. I mean, you really have a lack of respect a lot of times when you do drive fire. The range changes everything instantly as soon as you realize that there's a live round in there. And, um, and definitely force on force training, huge, huge fan of that as well. Um, Airsoft is a really good option for that, that too. But you really start to learn mm-hmm. your mistakes or you really start to learn the realities of close quarters of close quarters gunfighting because most people that are going to the range are, do not understand the dynamics of that at all. It's, it's totally different when you have somebody running at you or trying to smack you around the head when you're, when you're trying to get to your firearm changes things a little bit there, but that's awesome. So thanks Omari. I really appreciate you. Um, you really had a lot, there's a lot of great tips in there for people to really take this. Even if you've never, even if you've never even thought about off body carry before, I'm sure that you've at least come across, more than one time where you were you were dressing up for maybe the beach or something you're like where the hell am I going to put my gun I guess it stays home with me and a lot of times a lot of people just leave it at home because hey I don't I don't have a way to carry this on me well this these are some really good good tips for how you can so thank you very much I appreciate that listen everyone um I'm a huge fan of Omari's work he's a he's a great tactical trainer I'm really glad that he's here now and he's doing classes out in my location uh in my area here so I'm really happy about that go check out his website. He does travel around. He does do training around the country. There are lots of opportunities to to get together and, and train with him. And uh, also check out his online stuff as well. Go over to his website, www.10xdefense.com. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash modern combat and survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.